0: even know how i feel i don't even know how i deal today i really hate everybody and that's just hello world welcome back to the jones chronicles i'm your host christina we're back for another week it went by really quickly i must say i'm still suffering the side effects of a code apparently it's going around everywhere across state lines so i don't feel too bad because it is the approaching fall the transition from 40 degrees to 75 to 22 can be a little you know hard on the body however however it does seem to finally be waning off because i don't need anything to get in the way of my midlife crisis vacation Which, by the way, is less than 30 days away. I'm so excited. I can't even contain myself. You're probably going to hear about it a lot until it happens. My child criticized how I eat spaghetti. Because I use a, a a fork, not a knife. And I cut it. I just cut through the noodles. And she's like, you can't eat spaghetti like that. That's disrespectful to Italians. And I'm like, well, this is not italian spaghetti so they already disown this shit this is (laughs) a so my girl sent me several instagram memes this week that I do want to to talk about the first being one from shy who sent me well they're not all memes I don't know what do you call them reels there we go reels is the better terminology i didn't even watch the entire thing because a woman was reacting to another person saying something to the effect of the first americans were not native americans despite the native part being in their name but black people i love how my daughter left my room 20 minutes ago saying that she was going to bed and now i just hear her giggling loudly probably with Sophia <laughs> so much for that that bit of drowsiness that she was feeling as she had me cuddle up with her for about 10 minutes but back to Shai's inquiry what kind of bullshit is this yes I am realizing this is becoming more of a trend stop it get some help. Mimi usually sends me topics of interest as well that she doesn't want to actually (laughs) she doesn't actually want to fact check because she knows I enjoy it and probably possibly already know the answer even though I look into it regardless just to make sure you know just because I think I know a thing doesn't mean I know I know and I learn things all the time uh, new information so when i saw this from shy i immediately read flag though because there is these five minute if not less sound bites that really don't encompass the full scale of The story, and I'm sure that's also why Shai pushed this information, like looking to this ma'am, but immediately I was not taken in by this. Very much the Native American peoples are the ancestors of the continent in which we call America. What people don't really go further into, which is geography, it's a huge thing, which on our map is actually a misconception in itself because there are places that are not as big or smaller than other regions or other continents in the world but due to which power base you're from and if you're America you're feeling pretty dick heavy you're gonna put yourself out there as being a little bit misconstrued in the story of its success but if you're going to go into looking for um, information about people and race and ethnicity which are two different things by the way which is where you want to start off ethnicity is similar similar concept to race While races have often been distinguished on the basis of physical characteristics, especially skin color, ethnic distinctions generally focus on such characteristics, cultural characteristics as language, history, religion, and customs. So i.e. Africans were not here before Native Americans, unless you are only referencing African migration, from as homo sapiens from africa to other places of the world during a time when our 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 idea of the continents as we know it didn't even exist because of pangea Uh, so there's first that the idea of continents being somehow only formed when races exist. <laughs> I do mean races, not racists. Um, and in that case, that's how I go back to the debate of black and African are not the same anymore. Even though we came from the African continent, Black American is a different ethnicity than African-American because usually when you get an African-American they bring their cultures with them and then an African is different and differentiated by region and ethnicity in the continent of the motherland there are even people in Africa who do not identify as Africans at all particularly around that Egyptian area So when people see dark skin or black people, the race, one, they are making a correlation between two different groups of people. I mean, unless you do an ancestry.com, which I strongly encourage many black and brown people to do. Because. Learning your ethnicity, I think, is more beneficial than race. Because race is superficial and very much far more regionalized by colonization. So back to the original point of there's no way Africans... Or black people could have been here before Native Americans because the first Native Americans' ancestors migrated out of Africa or India. It's possible India, uh, they could have done a circle of thing, but for the most part, everyone came out of Africa. Everyone would have had dark skin, but it does not make them black. There are Asians today that look like Africans. In the Sahara Desert, and yet genetically they are a hundred percent and always have been Asian. So even if you find some evidence of darker people that were here back in Native American times, that's not at all um evidence to associate or take even credit for because it's simply uh, most likely a racial thing and not to do with an ethnic thing. And I think that the Native Americans have already had so much of their culture and their identity taken away from it. We don't need to be disrespectful Desperately seeking our own answers to make inferences where there's clearly far more evidence to the contrary. But it is good to look into these reels and topics if they interest you, because the start of a conversation is how you gain knowledge. It's also how I learned from Parthenia that Indus is the region where many identify themselves not as Hindu, a name given by colonization or during colonization by colonizers to the Indus peoples, because they technically come from the Indus River Valley. This is the same with many countries. I found out on this geographic video, I kind of breezed through. But it's called an indium versus an axiom. And in the endonym, I'm going to say this wrong because it's very late, also known as an autonym, is a common native name for a group of people, individual person, geographical place, language, or dialect, meaning that it is used inside a particular group or linguistic community to identify or designate themselves their homeland, or their language. An exonym, also known as a xenonym, is an established non-native name for a group of people, individual person, geographical place, language, or dialect, meaning that it's used primarily outside the particular place inhabited by the group or linguistic community. There are a lot of... I wish I could find the video. If I do, I'll link it in the show notes but it's just a quick search on youtube just geographical facts but one of the more common ones and some of these i'm probably gonna get wrong because i'm doing it by memory but what i know a hundred percent is deutschland because i say it bad every time deutschland is germany that's in germany you're gonna hear deutschland you're not gonna hear this is them referring to their country as Germany. In Rome, I think it's Roma. Seville was the name for Spain, civilians. The Czech Republic, I believe, is Prague. But they would call themselves from the Czech Republic. But outside, we would say it's Prague. And then. I don't quote me on this one but Bucharest is Romania those are the few that I kind of know at the top of my head but it's fascinating to know that we in America don't have all the information (laughs) and then it's it's the lack of having conversations with other cultures that don't get us as informed as we should because we keep allowing barriers between us that as bill burr says allows for every group of people to miss some information so thanks parthenia and shy for your highbrow type of uh Type of Instagram reels coming my way. Now Mimi's ass, of course, she sends me (laughs) things like Google a space movie that came out in 1992. Gay niggers in space. My anaconda don't. My anaconda don't. My anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. He's pulling his cock out. (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for that. She was so offended when I said that was not worth a Google search. I thought it was a porno. She's like, someone made this. I'm like, I'm still convinced it's a porno. I haven't clicked on it to see if it made its way past the whatever the XXX rating is. Maybe that's the exact rating. Clearly, people went looking for Space Jam and found this delight. She also sends me Trump shit, like when they interview them at the rallies, like I ever want to watch those. I mean, would you voluntarily jump into a garbage bin? No, hell no. So why would I voluntarily click on that, which is the equivalent? I choose not to be associated with filth. Stop trying to bring me into your politics, (laughs) ma'am. You know, I'm, I'm like, oh, on the sidelines, not invested. And you're like, if I have to deal with this shit, you're going to come with me. And I'm like, (laughs) no, (laughs) I can't even blame white people. God motherfucking damn. I'm tired of niggas. God damn it. I'm tired of niggas. Chris Walk warned us a long time ago. I sent them all a no one's going to fuck up my joy meme because I meant it. I'm not allowing any of this outside noise to penetrate the zen I am building up for myself. I also have no desire whatsoever to eat frozen faux crab, which already did not sound appealing, mind you. Cause watching how it's made, it's literally chalk hydrated in susceptible liquids. Disgusting. This is a crazy story. Major Henry Rathbone, President and Mrs. Lincoln. Oh, no. I know. I have never heard of the story of Major Henry Rathbone. President and Mrs. Lincoln, you know, that guy, specifically asked him and his fiance, Clara Harris, to accompany them to the theater after... Booth fired the shot that killed Lincoln or at least incapacitated him where he died in his bed. Rathbone tried to tackle him to the ground, but Booth was able to get free by slicing Rathbone in the arm with a dagger. And you fail. Wishing he had never gotten that invitation, Rathbone was never free of the memory and guilt of that night, and he reportedly felt responsible for letting Booth get away. In the years to come, he experienced a myriad of health issues from stomach ailments to heart palpitations, and his mental state deteriorated as well. On December 23rd, 1883, 18 years after the assassination, he attacked and killed his wife, Clara, and attempted to kill himself. Are you fucking serious? He would spend the rest of his life in a mental institution. They definitely teach you that in uh, <laughs> in history class. You always wonder too, though, like what was other people doing and how did they react when someone came in and shot the president in the back of the head? And you knew he was not in that booth alone. I just assumed that booth, no attendant, uh, no pun intended, just ran out the back door after he did what he did. But no, there was an actual altercation. I never knew that. And then he continued on a miserable existence until he died in a mental facility. And he was just the bystander of a greater tragedy that's remembered by all the hundred and so years later. And yet he's absolutely forgotten in 1929, a pair of scientists at Princeton University wanted to test how the auditory nerve perceives sound. Their test subject was a heavily sedated but alive cat. The scientists Ernest Weaver and Charles Buret cut out part of its brain and attached one end of a telephone wire to its auditory nerve and the other end to a receiver. When Beret said something into the cat's ears, Weaver or Wever could hear him through the receiver in a soundproof room. Though it might just seem like a sick experiment, definitely feels like it. It actually did have some beneficial effects. Many researchers believe it helped lead to the development of cochlear implants. As for our poor feline turn phone, it incredibly survived the experiment, but Weber and Beret didn't release it back into the world. Instead, they killed it to see if the experiment would work on a dead cat. It didn't. I really want a cat. I can't wait until my daughter is old enough so that I can get a cat. <laughs> Meaning she's out of the house so I can pour my love into another (laughs) small, cute animal. Research shows that we are more satisfied when we spend money on experiences such as travel, movies, sports, etc. than on buying physical goods like property, jewelry, etc. Spending money on an experience makes us feel happier, open, and stress free. I can concur with that. Certainly, where I want to spend my money more so now than ever is on that traveling. Let's talk about our favorite Nazi, shall we? Adolf Hitler and much of Germany relied on opiates and meth to fight World War II. I- I'ma put cocaine in your ass. Now we know that America, Brittany, why well, I say Brittany? Brittany? Great Britain. And I'm sure other nations are not at all, at all, um, innocent in the, in the drug pimping trade during wartime, but Germany really, like, uh, fucked up their, their troops, man. Germany awake, the Nazis barked. And they meant it more than most people even know. As Nazi Germany battled its way through World War II, the country relied on a little secret to stay energetic. A pill called Pervitin. Soldiers used it to avoid sleep and to numb the terror of battle. Housewives popped Pervitin so they could finish all their chores and lose weight. It turns out, however, that it was just pure methamphetamine. And Adolf Hitler himself relied on even stronger remedies, taking a drug called Eucadol, effectively a cocktail of oxycodone and cocaine, to treat various ailments. His doctor had him doped the fuck up. No wonder he sounds like I <laughs> don't It's because he was absolutely blitzed out of his fucking mind. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Our brain always tries to find problems as it is designed to solve them. This is the main reason why we have to face problems again and again. That is intriguing to think of your mind in the sense of a computer and it's built to problem solve. Which is basically how the human is species, the human of species, the human species evolved is our ability to collectively and separately problem solve and be able to follow the logic and reason as well. I think this idea of us morphing into machines is is a moot point because we are ourselves currently fleshy machines in my mind that kind of have all these parts and shit that work together and are synchronized. And then we have the the biggest part, our uh, modem or whatever you want to call. I don't know anything about computers other than I use them and how to use them, not how to build one. But the processing power in our brain is just really, really, really good. So we are in part machine no matter what. James Buchanan is perhaps best known for fumbling his presidency in the pre-Civil War years, arguably leading the nation towards conflict. But a lesser known history fact about Buchanan is that he liked to drink a lot. Alcohol consumption is a good thing, too. According to Lancaster history, Buchanan during his days as a senator was known for buying tin, tin, Gallons of whiskey per week from a D.C. whiskey merchant named Jacob Bayer. Philip S. Klein writes in his biography of the 15th president, President James Buchanan, a biography, that Buchanan often used his Sunday trips to church as an excuse to top off his supply. So there's a lot of... (laughs) sloshed and and the high folks running government I see before drug tests were administered (laughs) Uh, if you talk a lot about your goals it reduces the chances of that goal being successful it happens because you lose motivation this is what I found very much so with weight loss when I talked about weight loss can't do it. Can't fucking do it at all. When I'm just going about my day and I'm not jumping on that scale and I'm not counting my carbs and I'm not being all up in my emotions about it. And some that works for them doing the count. I'm not saying that that isn't a strategy. Clearly doctors are pointing it out as a strategy to assist. But that's when it feels more like a, a physical and not a mental roadblock, and I think for weight loss, so much of it is mental and not physical because the stress of even trying to think about losing weight actually <laughs> adds more to your, your the chemical hormones in your body. So yeah, I totally think that there's a lot to that and that's the connection I'm making. And lastly... With a story from the 1920s, working girls flocked toward a plum new gig, painting watch faces with radium for U.S. Radium Corps. What have you done? The chemical helped wrist watches to glow in the dark. Nice. Neat. Awesome for soldiers. Need to know the time when it's dark. Might be a good, you know, um, spot for a sniper to find to hit you. But, you know, but the easy work came at a ghastly price. Not surprised. There's radium in the name. As the girls toiled, they licked their paintbrushes in between watches to give the brush a sharper point. Each time they did this they swallowed a tiny bit of the chemical. And before long, the workers began to develop horrifying health conditions. Quote, There was one woman who the dentist went to pull a tooth, and he pulled her entire jaw out when he did it. Hey, bro. What? Oh, my God! Explained Deborah Blum, author of The Poisoner's Handbook. Quote, their legs broke underneath them. Their spines collapsed. Sadly, many of the so-called radium girls died young as U.S. Radium Corps tried to dodge responsibility. This is America. Don't got you slipping no. on. You- it's funny how we always put up the Nazis as such or an example of the worst types of people, you know, they, they, they experimented on their own people, even though they didn't consider the Jews their own people, but they were. They, they forced their comrades. Either you worked in the camps or you went to the front lines. There was just a lot of manipulation of what they did to their own people. Uh, the Megla experiments. But then you come back to the U.S. of A that likes to stand on a pedestal above the worst of the worst. And yet you find in its history, nothing but examples of violations. And we're not talking about, you know, in 1444, we're talking about in some people's parents lifetime right where their government utilized them in ways that did not care for or take responsibility for their safety we get that with eugenics we get that with all of the drugs all up in up into the vietnam war and the atrocities that were committed there more information coming to light from the dark reinforces so much more so than some of the melodrama that we present ourselves today is that the past really was and always will be the worst if you want to send feedback like gmail at gmail.com or leave a comment below my social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace. Hair grease and black or magic.